enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast. Your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. This is the Temple of Geek Talkcast, episode 15. Who is the devil of Hell's Kitchen? I am your host, Daniel. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing Netflix's Daredevil and how awesome of a show it is. Today, joining me from the Temple of Geek is Marcus and Katie. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Daredevil, Netflix, came out a couple weeks ago. Binge watched the crap out of it. Saw it twice. What did you guys think of it? Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I watched it in two days. The first two days it came out. It was amazing. It is a ridiculously great show. It is by far my favorite superhero TV show, like, ever. Seriously. Yeah, it, it like, you know, blows out some of the stuff that we see on TV away. Um, and I'm like, you yeah, I watched it in two days, and I was like, I mean, I tried to knock it out in one day, and I was like, man, i got to finish the show, because you could not stop watching it. No. I tried to. I was like, I'm going to take a break, and I just couldn't. I'm surprised that I did two days. It was just so good. The acting, the just the everything was so phenomenal. So let, let's start off with the acting. Um, some of the actors that were cast: Charlie Cox, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Rosario Dawson. I mean, I I was very doubtful. Like when they announced these names, I'm like, who are you know? Like I didn't know who Charlie Cox was. I knew who Rosario Dawson was. And I'm like, why would they cast her for a part in a superhero movie? Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. I was like. Okay, that's kind of an interesting take, but my God, these people were like, they nailed it. Um, the performances were amazing. Charlie Cox's Daredevil, I would have never have dreamed of of an, an actor portraying Matt Murdock and Daredevil, you know, who I thought was both, the, both performances were flawless. I mean, it was just an amazing casting. The guy who played Froggy, I can't think of his name at the moment. I keep calling him Froggy. Jordan Froggy. Henson. Yes, that guy. That guy had me rolling, laughing. I mean, he he was he was he was great. Um, I know Marcus, you were in love with uh, Karen. Yes, <laughs> she's from. Yes, she played Jessica on True Blood. I heard about that. Yeah, I might actually have to start watching that show. Yeah, she she. I was actually I didn't look too much at the casting before the show came out, and when I saw her as Karen Page, I was like, this is absolutely perfect like she was perfect for that role i mean charlie cox he was in uh the theory of everything he played the the guy that became stephen Hawking's wife's new husband he was like the friend that was helping taking care of uh that you're gonna say he became stephen Hawking's wife no (laughs) walking whatever anyway charlie charlie His performance was amazing in The Theory of Everything, and it was nice to see him take up that this new role. I'm in love, so let's just say that. <laughs> so the only glimpse of Daredevil we had prior to this uh, TV series was the 2003-04 film by Ben Affleck. And, you know, I, I, I kind of enjoyed that film back when it first came out. It, it, was, it was an all right film. Um, the director's cut really kind of gave it a different feel. It, it wasn't as cartoony as the regular cut that came out. So I was like, okay, this is the best Daredevil we're going to get. But, man, I am so glad the rights went back to Marvel. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that movie because, uh, again, like we've talked about several other movies about how y'all hated, but 
I tend to have liked them because I was a kid at the time, and uh, you have that nostalgia feeling towards it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, that's that's kind of what it was, and so I tried not to compare the TV show to the movie a lot because, you know, like in the movie, he could he could see things like. And it would always show him being able to see what's going on because, like, Mm -hmm. the vibrations of the sound or whatever would bounce off and he'd be able to see things. And I think they showed one time uh, his uh, vision of world on fire, air quotes. So, um, that was was different, but I I wasn't, like, opposed to it or anything like that. The episodes, do you think there was too many, too little, just right? I mean, how did you like the, the layout of the show? Do you think it was done... Done well? I thought it was the perfect amount of episodes. It was 13 episodes, right? 13? Uh, It was 13 episodes. The the storyline flowed pretty smoothly. I liked it. We didn't actually see the the Kingpin himself. Like, we didn't see him at all in the first few episodes. And we didn't even know his name. It was was always my employer, your boss. Yeah, he was like the... The Voldemort of yeah, it was like he who must not be named. It was <laughs> it was very interesting that they went that direction where nobody knew who he was the whole time. I mean, like we had an idea, like we knew that he that Vincent D'Onofrio was cast as that character, so we knew what we were expecting. But for it to be so many episodes into the show already before we actually got to see him and then every time anybody used his name that person ended up dead or like the guy who killed himself that was ridiculous oh yeah there was there was so many scenes in here and uh i'd like to give a forewarning i probably should have said this at the beginning but spoiler alert (laughs) we will be discussing the show in full detail um for those of you who don't want to hear spoilers, please go ahead and just turn off the recording now. And I apologize for not saying that at the beginning, but yeah, he killed people. Uh, I feel like that that's a given well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, Daredevil didn't kill him. That dude killed himself. Like, he, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about just like Kingpin. Oh, just yeah. Like obliterated people. I mean. Oh, my God. Severed the guy's head with a door. With the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I, was amazing. I was Every time that car door slammed, I was like, oh, my God, dude. I can't believe oh. he's doing that. Yes. <laughs> and then when they were washing, like, hosing down the car afterwards, they were like, what happened here? And they're like, there's, like, bits of, like, skull and brain yeah. and blood, like, flowing into the drain. Ugh. The show was very gritty. And I oh, it was completely adored it. So for good. It. But I was like, when I was watching, I'm like... Is this really a Marvel show? <laughs> Netflix was such the perfect platform for the show because it was enough that they could show that kind of stuff on Netflix and then anybody can watch it. Whereas they wouldn't be able to show some of that stuff if it was on normal television or if they maybe had to put it like on a premium channel. Whereas Netflix, there are so many people who are subscribed to it that anybody could have access to that show and watch it as often as they wanted. Yes, uh, that's that's the one thing I do like about the Netflix format is you can binge watch it, then you can go back and watch it again, and then if you get bored, you can watch it again. <laughs> and then if you have nothing to do on a Friday night, you can just watch it again. <laughs> exactly. So, characters. Um, if y'all had to choose a favorite character on the show, who was your favorite character and why? I like Claire a lot. 
She was, like, in four episodes. Doesn't matter. I still like her a lot. I thought that she, like, the way she swooped in and held, and saved his life without, you know, any questions asked, and she was always there for him when he needed to be patched up. And we got that brief glimpse of a potential romantic relationship, but... Oh, here we go with the clat. Potential. I'm not saying that there needs to be one. She's all about a clat shipper. <laughs> clat. <laughs> Claire and Murdoch? <laughs> Claire and Matt. Claire and Matt. I like that, actually. Clat. That was good. Bravo for that. No, but I like that that didn't really come into play. Like, it was one moment, and then nothing else after that. But I, I like, why well, I like Rosario Dawson. I, I felt that that part was a little... Because, you know, the show... The formula of the show, it was 13 episodes, and it looked like it probably took place maybe over the course of a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah. And it just felt like that whole relationship thing was, like, kind of forced because, like, she came in, she patched him up, he met her up, like, two more times, and at the end of the show, she's like, or, like, the third or fourth episode of her episode, she's like, I could probably, there could probably be something here, but because you do this, we can't be together. I'm like, where did this come from? You never know. I mean... Just stitch the guy up and get out of his apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The thing that I really liked is that when he saved her after she got kidnapped and he was looking at that cut on her back or whatever, and he said that the way that he can hear broken bones or fractures, like, that was really cool. When he said that her rib was fractured, not broken, he couldn't hear it before. And she asked him what a fractured rib sounds like, and he said, an old ship. Like, that was so <laughs> awesome. It was so cool. There was a lot of really cool stuff like that, That um, because I ended up watching the show with my roommate, and uh, my roommate was quick to try to discredit every little detail about the TV show, but that's just the way he is. He actually really enjoyed it, but... Um, so... I think there there's one scene where uh, Matt's super pissed off and like he's just throwing stuff around his apartment and he knocks over his laptop and he's like, "Okay, so explain this one to me. How does he use a laptop?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and, and then I had to think about that. And I was like, oh, "I honestly don't know." Well, and then I came into and work. Then Marcus came to work and he was like, "Hey, Daniel, how did he use a laptop?" And I was like. Dude, you didn't see that little device yeah, that he had connected to the laptop? Yeah, that's the thing where he, uh, the news stories pop up on the, into Braille on that little keyboard. so he can And then I also it. said to go back and watch the episodes. Every time he's in front of his computer, he had an earphone yeah. plugged into his ear. Yeah. Oh, but he was listening to audio. Yeah, so, I, I mean, was it was like, accurate. How is he going to click around and, and uh, Windows has, like, you know, accessibility options. So that, <laughs> I so was that's like, what we were thinking of. That's so, it, they just... They did such a good job with that show. We totally broke down the whole tech side of it. I'm like, dude, it's ease of access. You just <laughs> yeah, double click it. That's what it is, ease of access. <laughs> that's so funny. But, yeah, I, I think my favorite character on the show was probably Wilson Fisk because I, I think they nailed that character oh. on film. And I'm like, and I pictured watching Vincent D'Onofrio p- portray this character, and I was like picturing. Like later in the, the, the future of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, I was picturing like him going up against Spider-Man and oh him going God. up against some of the other characters. I'm like, this guy can actually hold his own in the Marvel Universe. I'm like, right? it was it, it was amazing. I mean, I just I loved his his nonchalant attitude about killing people. I mean, he'd just go and crush someone's head or choke someone to death and just get up and walk away. Right? Like 
you know, like, spoiler alert, Ben Yurick, he's like, I'm not here to threaten you. I'm here to kill you. And yeah. I'm like, oh, holy crap. Oh, my God. I'm still mad about that. Like, I can't even describe how upset and angry I am that he killed Ben Yurick. I did not see that coming I at either. all. I, I seriously thought he was going to get out somehow. Or no. I, <sighs> then he and, goes and chokes him to death. <laughs> and the guy they cast is Ben Yurick. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good casting. The casting for this show is Oh, good. Who'd you like? Who'd you like, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I actually have a reason, but uh, Karen Page. So one, figure. not only because she was, you know, pretty easy on the eyes. Um, <laughs> what are you talking about? That woman is absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. Yes. Ridiculously. She's super mm, mega foxy, awesome hot. <laughs> yes. But um, also because she's probably one of the few female characters in a TV show that I've watched that didn't piss me off. Yeah, she wasn't annoying as a Laurel. She <laughs> oh gosh, Laurel! I, just every episode I saw her in, I, know, I just I, I just was like, are they going to kill her this episode? Please, <laughs> just I don't care. I don't care what timeline. But no, but um, I mean, and then there's like times where she decided, you know, she's going to be stupid or whatever, and um. You know, Ben Yurick would have to set her straight, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. Dude, when she blew Wesley away, was not expecting that. Oh, yeah. I was like, surprise. Oh, me, yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, do you think I'd really put a loaded gun on that table? Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I was like, she didn't bam. fire once. She shot a few times. She unloaded that clip into his chest and then just <laughs> left him there. And then That's she didn't so tell good. anybody. Like, she yeah. ended up. Knowledge to wipe down the table, take the gun. Ah, oh, it was so great. Oh, she was just she, she was on handled point. business. Yeah, she did. I'm really sad though. I kind of liked Wesley. Yeah, Wesley was a cool character, and I'm kind of sad because you know I do like Karen Page, but you know now that we know that that Daredevil is renewed for a second season, more on that later. You know her character. Are they gonna are they gonna go down the same storyline that they do in the comics? Because her character doesn't survive in the comics. Dude, I thought she was totally dead in the first season. <laughs> I thought <laughs> she was dead when she got kidnapped. I was like, this is it. It's over. <laughs> Gone. That's the end of her. Yeah, amazing casting. Story. What did y'all think of the story? The origin. How they did the origin of Daredevil. That was. I loved the flashbacks. They were so good. They told so much backstoryline in so little. It was just the perfect amount. Like, his dad, the whole storyline with his father, that was heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie. I cried. I liked that, and I liked um, Wilson Fisk, his it's, origin as well. And, and, like, the part where he killed his dad, he was like, keep kicking him. <laughs> and then the whole, the whole um, like, the painting that he bought, yeah, it looks like the wall. It made a lot more sense because I was like, it's just white. Like, how, why is that interesting? And yeah. then they showed the backstory with him sitting there staring at the wall, thinking about the man that he wants to be. Yeah. And every morning when he wakes up, he looks at that. And he eats exactly the same breakfast every single morning. It was pretty deep. The story had some philosophical tones. Philosophical tones. I did really like the backstory, though. Like, we got to see where... You know, Matt Murdock grew up how he grew up with his father, and then we got to see him with Foggy when they were in college, and then when they were in the job before they left. Like, I'm interested to see how much more backstory we can get. 
Yeah, dude, I was I was really digging the the whole avocados at law storyline. Oh my gosh, that was so <laughs> I forgot about that. funny. Avocados <laughs> at law, like I love that so much. I and then we got it. the one episode with stick. Oh, stick! Yeah. Yes. I don't even know what to say about that. Stick's going to be amazing if yeah. they continue on with the storyline. Um, so he's like uh, amazing in the comics, and like I was like when I was seeing him on screen, I'm like, wow, that that actor actually is Stick. <laughs> and then I was sad because he was only in one freaking episode. Well, but we have a second season coming, so hopefully we can get more more of him. Maybe see like who's that mystery person he was talking to. Yeah, uh, after seeing that scene, I was like, I need more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey bro, hey bro, don't leave me hanging. Like they gave us, they gave us so much in that first season, but they also also left us with you know a bunch of questions and another direction to go and how much more they can show. I mean, Walter Fisk, uh, Wilson Fisk got um, arrested and then not, and I don't even know what to say about that. Now he's in jail, but he's gonna get out again, I'm sure. Well, yeah, he'll he'll, he'll get out and then he'll rise to power again. Maybe they'll actually call him Kingpin when he gets out. Yeah. I kind of like the fact that you knew he was the kingpin of crime or whatnot, but they didn't actually reference him as that. Because, you know, the kingpin, that just that's that just screams 1970s comic book. Yeah. I, don't know, I think Funny kingpin pages. is a dope name. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 really, I really just dug the fact that he was just Wilson Fisk, and he was just a badass. He was, the only thing that bothers me about Wilson Fisk's character was that voice that Vincent D'Onofrio was doing. I didn't, I didn't like it. You didn't like his voice? I didn't. It was, I just, I didn't like it. It was way too Christopher Nolan Batman for me. I was going to say, it was kind of like uh, Batman and and Superman kind of mixed into one. (laughs) (laughs) It was just, it was so Christopher Nolan Batman that, oh, Christian Bale. I don't know. I mean, I like. I've liked Vincent D'Onofrio as an actor anyway ever since he was on. He was on Criminal, uh, was Law and Order Criminal Intent. He was great on that. Did he have a voice? No, he just talked normally. See, I had a feeling that wasn't the way he talked. No, that's not normal. (laughs) He has to make make himself seem like he's evil. Like, you had this voice, so you are evil. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) He's just scary, I'm just saying. So the show had a lot of Easter eggs. Um, There was more than I could probably notice, and these Easter eggs make you feel like there's a bigger Marvel Universe out there. Kind of like all Marvel movies do. Um, What Easter eggs did any of you all notice? There were a few references to Captain America Civil War uh, in the... Like, there was the poster that was behind Matt Murdock when he was sitting in the police station. uh, Something about... I can't remember what it was. I do know I saw the poster. Anybody? I remember... Anybody? Anybody. I remember when uh, the the guy who made his suit, he, like, lifted up the box, and then there was the the diagrams of, the, like, the, the saw thing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, don't remember, I don't know the name of the guy who has the saws. Gladiator. Gladiator. That, and then in episode four, when uh, somebody said, uh, well, it's not like... It's not like you're running around with an iron suit or a or a magical hammer. Magical hammer, yeah. yeah. And then there were like the newspaper clippings behind uh behind Ben Urich, like with uh the there was the big newspaper clippings about, you know, Avengers, the Yeah, the Battle of New battle York, of New York and, stuff like and that. all that stuff. 
every single time they had a newspaper clipping, I was like trying to look in the background to see what I could notice. <laughs> I was like, and then I was also going, okay, does that say Daily Bugle on top? No, the New York Bulletin. Dang it. <laughs> so, you know, I was very sad, but it was still cool. Any of the agents, did y'all catch any of the agents of show references? I don't watch that show, so I couldn't tell you if there were some. So cool. There was two of them that I caught. <laughs> so the first one was in like the uh, second or third episode. It was during the uh, background story when they were showing um, Matt Murdock's dad. And he had to throw, he, he was supposed to throw that final fight. Um, not the final fight video game, but the final fight <laughs> of him being in the boxing ring against uh, Crusher Krill. Now, in the first two episodes of this season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there was a... Uh, a metahuman, not metahuman, because that's DC, a uh, super-powered human that they were chasing named Carl Krill, who we found out was the Absorbing Man. Well, Carl Krill and Crusher Krill were one and the same characters, so they kind of tied it together that way. It was really kind of cool. Um, basically, after he gets defeated, apparently he disappears for so many years and then comes back as the Absorbing Man. The second one was the St. Agnes Orphanage reference where they you find out that Matt Murdock was at the same orphanage that Skye was at um, when she was a, a kid. So that was kind of cool. Um, you didn't actually see Skye on the show, but they both mentioned that they were from the St. Agnes Orphanage. So I was wondering, is this an orphanage for, like, future superheroes? I'm waiting for Colson to show up. <laughs> <laughs> a couple other the Easter eggs that I caught was the whole, um, like, that same scene you were talking about where you saw the diagrams of the saw blades, if you were looked in the background, you saw there was these legs that looked like a, a metal, weird, robotic, like Bender's legs or whatever from Futurama. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually, that's actually from a character in the comic books called Stiltman. Um, so that was kind of funny to see that in there. Um, one of the other references I saw wasn't really a reference, but it was more just a photograph of uh, – Stan Lee in the background in the police department. That was his unofficial cameo of the show. I did not see that. <laughs> wow. Stan Lee. There's also a lot of, uh, there was also a lot of foreshadowing for the uh, show um, that's going to be coming out, the fourth show in the series, I believe it is, for Iron Fist. There was, they kept showing like the, the little symbol of the steel serpent and things like that. Um, uh, Madame Gao, the Asian lady, she would stamp the little dragon looking emblem. Oh, okay. That that emblem is the emblem of Still Serpent um, from uh, Iron Fist. So things like that was popping up, and I'm like, okay, so they're gonna. This is how they're gonna start tying these other shows together. So yeah, there was a lot of Easter eggs like that. I didn't catch all of them. I know there was probably a lot of them in the, the show. There was probably a lot that's probably still hasn't been found. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. Oh, the other one that I caught was the uh, when uh, during the avocado at law scene when they were doing the little flashback. Mm -hmm. um, Foggy made the comment to Matt. He was like, hey, so what about that Greek girl in, your, in the class? You know, he was referencing Electra. So that was really cool. Electra Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, just things like that, future foreshadowings. Now, some people are saying that the sniper on the roof that took out the, the cops, mm -hmm. some people are thinking that is Bullseye. That was just like a nod to Bullseye. I don't know what to think about that. Why is this not Colin Farrell? <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> That was so stupid. It was just so, like, uh, <laughs> just awful. Just awful. I loved it when he would, like, be like, who are you? He'd rub his head and go, huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye. I just, I can't. So, um, so who are they going to... So, okay, I have, a, I have a question. 
Who is John Cena going to play? John Cena! Well, let's talk about the costume, because there really wasn't much of a costume until the very well, last Well, I mean, episode. we can talk about, like... His black Yeah, outfit. I mean, I kind of like that they decided to go that route, where they gave his his suit an origin. Like, they have with what it seems like with all the other superheroes in the MCU. Like, we saw Tony Stark made his Iron Man mm-hmm. suit. Uh, Captain America was given his suit as part of, you know, the performance that he was doing to sell the bonds. And it just mm-hmm. has changed over time. And you see that that's the suit that he chose for himself was, you know, the mask that covered his whole, well, basically had like a towel tied around his face, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and then the black. And then he went to the red. new red, which I love. What I, liked, what I liked about that aspect of it was, you know, it followed kind of the the, uh, the, the comic book line where they where he had the black costume for a little bit before he got the red one. But they kind of gave him a reason for needing the red costume. Yeah. Um, the the costume will deflect some punches, and I don't know if you noticed, but when he was fighting Kingpin at the end, Kingpin had that knife or whatever it was, and, and it was hitting him with the sticks and all that other stuff, and it was sparks were flying off, so it was able to deflect uh, certain things. So it, it 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 gave the costume a reason and a purpose, so that way Matt Murdock doesn't need to call Claire every once in a while and have a little clat relationship going. <laughs> You mean after he was like carved up like a pumpkin? Like, yeah. By that super crazy ninja <laughs> Japanese dude. Like that was ridiculous. Thought he was ready to die there. He's not the hero the city needs. <laughs> but he's the hero that the city deserves. Calm down. Or something like that. <laughs> I'm Daredevil. I like that he didn't do a voice thing. Yeah, it was his voice. He did his normal, well, I mean, like, he's not, that's not his normal voice because he's not American, but his, Matt Murdock did not have, like, a weird voice-changing yeah. voice like thing. self-modulator. Yeah. Where are the drugs? Where is she? I'm not wearing hockey pads. Like, no. <laughs> um, so, I liked and didn't like his little, like, I don't know, it looked like a dirty t-shirt or something over his head. <laughs> um, I liked it because, like, you know, like, to me, the front half of his head looked cool. And then you look at the back half, and there's, like, the tied-up parts. Yeah. And um, that part, it, then it made it look like, um, this is kind of really specific, but <laughs> it reminded me of um, of Orlando Bloom's character in... <laughs> Parts of the Caribbean at the end <laughs> credit scene when he's when he's about to go back onto his ship for yeah. a year or whatever. Yeah, I was gonna say Wesley from The Prince's Bride. <laughs> they could have gone that direction, dude. That's what they were doing. And I'm not gonna lie, like when I saw his costume the first time, I was like, his face is covered. How can he see? Oh, just kidding. Because <laughs> How he can can't. he see? Oh, too soon. Because too he soon. can't see. But I like yeah. that. When he lost his ability to see, that all of like how advanced all of his other senses became, like it's so ridiculous. Like his hearing and his ability to hear 
heartbeat and broken bones and different things happening in other buildings across the street, down the block, like all of that stuff. Yeah, I'm glad that you know they 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 showed that his senses got super hyped, but they didn't make it like over the top like they did in the Daredevil movie yeah. where where Ben Affleck had to sleep in a soundproof coffin that was submerged in water. Yeah. Oh, there were some really cool aspects to that movie. Like, I don't know, and the only thing that comes to mind is the uh, when he's unlocking his door. Oh my there's, god! Like, those yeah. Three combination locks. He's just like. <laughs> I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. That was so cool. That that was pretty cool. It's like the, his vision was more sonar yeah. more than anything else. Whereas it's called echolocation. Yeah, get it right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, whereas you know this Matt Murdock, he said he sees the world on fire, which is awesome. I hate I, I, I think it would have been cooler though if we if we had gotten to see more world on fire. Yeah. Maybe in the next season. But this is what I see, not what the audience needs to see. There, right. there are some things that I really don't think I could have explained, though. Um, like, when he has that cop tied up, um, actually, it was just before that, when uh, he's looking for... Um, Claire asks him, like, is there anything in the room that you can use? He's like, hold on. Let me sense every completely still object in this room... To see, to see well, what's in here, and then he's like, "Oh, there's two road flares over here." Like, how? How? It was his probably his sense of smell. So, like, road flares have um, gunpowder in it, and the sense of taste. Yeah, so he's able to use his sense of smell and sense of taste. He can, you know. He's like, I can taste a fart in the air. Basically, <laughs> Kingpin must be around. He can smell a fart before it's out. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could. <laughs> Marcus, you need to go to the bathroom before you just crapped your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Just uh, so ridiculous. Like, and he was able to like perform like surgery almost. Like when he was burning that guy. Oh yeah. my god. That was so funny. He, he's like, he's gonna scream, but just keep going. And I'm like, how is he gonna know when it's done? Like, yeah. how? How? <laughs> By the smell of the flesh. Like how well burned, like how well done it is. Like, that steak smells well done. (laughs) That almost reminds me of that scene in The Punisher when he's trying to get information and he's like burning the steak with the blowtorch and touching the guy with the popsicle at the same time. Oh, oh yeah. Almost reminds me of that. (laughs) He's like, you smell that? Oh my God, that's your flesh burning. So speaking of that, seeing how gruesome and... Not really gruesome, but how dark and just freaking brutal this show was. Couldn't you all see a Punisher Netflix show in the same universe with Punisher just shooting the crap out of people? I could, if they go that direction, because the Punisher is a pretty dark comic and movie and already on its own. So I'm pretty sure they could go that direction. It seems that like Marvel just does everything so well. Movies, TV shows, it's just... Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I think they could probably do any character of theirs that they want. And I think if they can do Ant-Man, they can do whoever they want. Basically. I'm, like, so excited to see Ant-Man. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> can we talk about the title sequence? Let's talk about the title sequence. So, I need you to... I, I like the title sequence. But for some reason, a lot of people go nuts over this title sequence. What is appealing about the title sequence that just... Makes y'all go, wow, this thing's, like, amazing. Just so cool, like, the way they do it. It looks like 
uh, like wax dripping down uh, and forming, like making shapes. I don't know. I just really, really like it. I don't think I've seen a title sequence like that before. I think that's why I liked it so much. See, you pictured it as wax. I pictured it as like a city covered in blood. It's yeah, probably it's, that too. Yeah, I mean, it was when I first saw it. I was like, that's kind of crunk. But after thirteen times of watching it, and then you know, multiply that by two, nope. I'm like, eh, nope, okay, never got old. <laughs> I've seen it one too many times. Let's go ahead and hit the fast forward button so I can get back to the show. I mean, I liked the the song that played in the yeah. background of that too. I don't know. Everything about that show was so just so good. So one thing we haven't mentioned yet. Best fight I wanted ever? to kind of. Yes, I was going to talk about, let's talk about the fights in the show, because the f***ing choreography in the show and the fights were just f***ing off the chain. And I'm going to say f***ing a million times in this f***ing part. Oh just so my god, awesome. yeah. It was just f***ing beautiful. The fight scene in the in the hallway, where he just like opens Episode the door two, yes. and just walks in, I was like, holy oh. crap. And that is just, my, oh my god. Like, excuse me, just going to walk in here and just beat the crap out of every <laughs> single person and be able to maneuver in such a tight space, and he can't see anything. What, what I really, oh my I God. just, what I completely adored about that fight scene was he got tired. And he was, he was like, leaning against the wall, breathing heavily, and he was throwing, like, really tired haymakers and stuff, and it just seemed so believable. I, yeah. I was I was immersed in that in that scene. I loved it. From a cinematic standpoint, what, what I was really impressed about in that scene was that entire fight scene was filmed with one take. So the camera panning through and doing all the panning around and stuff, that was all done in one take, oh. and that was just amazing to see done on film. Crazy. I mean, if if the Academy Awards had a best fight scene on a television show category, <laughs> this should win hands down. That was it was just an amazing scene. I can see Daredevil doing really well at you know at the next award shows like the Emmys and maybe People's Choice Awards. My God, it better it's better. So yeah, fight scenes, the choreography in the show, the very first episode where he's like. Um, at the very beginning where he's, or I guess it really wasn't at the beginning, it was towards the middle whatnot, where he's at the docks or whatnot, and he's he's getting away from the bullets and all that stuff. I'm like, wow, that is that is really awesome. I was like, this is kind of cool. And then, like, in the second episode, it was like that freaking fight scene in the hallway. I'm like, my God, this show cannot do any wrong. His ability to dodge bullets and just everything. And just, my mind is blown. <laughs> Another thing I really liked was, um, you know, like... Uh, Usually you're like you're trying to get into some building or whatever, and you have to take out like twelve henchmen before you can get to whatever you're trying to get to uh, in a TV show. Um, he had to work to take down like the little additions, like the extra people or whatever. And I know I thought that was really cool because usually when you see them like a movie or something, the person is like a superhero who can just take them out in like two punches and then they're done and then he moves on. Yeah, Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger walking through shooting his grenade rifle while chewing on his freaking cigar going, ah, ha, ha, blowing people up. Yeah, so I, I, I really like seeing him work for it, yeah. Yeah, I did really enjoy at the dock scene when all everybody was all knocked out, everything's said and done, and he throws that thing at that guy who was sitting there like eating a sandwich at the like in the lawn chair and he like yeah. falls over into the water. The little bits of comic relief, I loved so much. It was just an amazing show. I don't have anything really bad to say about it at all. Actually, if I had one negative thing to say about the show, it would be the mask. Kind of like what y'all were talking about earlier, because 
I'm sitting there going, if if I was a criminal and I saw this guy running around in a mask that had no eye holes, <laughs> I would be looking for all the blind people in the city. Yeah. The blind lawyer from Hell's Kitchen, the avocados at law. Avocados at law. So I don't know maybe maybe they'll figure it out in the next season that he's blind. Well, at at one point in the comic books, Daredevil's identity does get released to the public, and then he has to work really hard to like cover it back up. So yeah, there's, there's some interesting storylines that could be happening. I don't know if it's what what's going to happen on the show, but there's a lot of stuff in the comics that if they do right, I mean, on film, it, it it could turn out to be a really awesome series. Speaking of series, so the next series that's going to be coming out is going to be called AKA Jessica Jones. Do you foresee Charlie Cox maybe being in that show as a cameo? or coming on a couple episodes, maybe already starting to team up. We already know that uh, Power Man is going to be on the show with Jessica Jones. Do you foresee Charlie Cox appearing in some of these other shows just to kind of keep him fresh in people's minds that Daredevil does exist now in this universe? I think they should. Why not? Why not? Do you think at the end of Jessica Jones, he's going to walk up to somebody and be like, we're putting together a team? (laughs) That's what I... That's what I imagine. I'm just like Colson. Like Colson can show up, or you know, Nick Fury can be like, "You want to be part of this team?" Something. So, Bob. <laughs> I'm excited for AKA Jessica Jones, David Tennant. All I have to say, David Tennant's gonna be on that show. Like, oh my god, the Doctor. When him and I go back and forth, isn't he gonna be the Purple Man? I think so. So it's Kristen Ritter is going to be Jessica Jones? Kristen Ritter is going to be Jessica Jones. It's been quite a while since um, Breaking Bad. (laughs) So do you think that Daredevil, now that we have this gruesome, dark Marvel universe, do you think Marvel would say, hey, let's let this character show up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for an episode or things like that? Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more of a happy-go-lucky, hi, let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya show. (laughs) And Daredevil is like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. You know, and it's like, do you think they would merge those two universes together on TV? I mean, I could see maybe people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. showing up maybe in another season of Daredevil. I don't know if it would be vice versa, like seeing them, seeing somebody from Daredevil on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I mean, I could see them definitely showing up possibly later on during in the MCU. That would be nice. And I know it's kind of hard for you to answer that question because you don't watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't. <sighs> Pathetic. You watch Agent Carter but won't watch I Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's on during my other shows, so I can't. I haven't had time to watch it. So I can't, and I won't. I will watch it. I started <laughs> watching it. Stop, Doug away. stop giving me crap. <laughs> That's what we do here at the Temple of Geek. It was on Tuesdays at 9. Supernatural was on then. <laughs> and now I watch I Zombie. Uh, pretty decent show, actually. <laughs> What's the Daniel's Um But I think that, uh, I don't know, I feel like the shows shouldn't really have, like, um, other people um, show up. I just I feel like they can still make their nods to these other characters and that they exist and stuff like that. But, I don't know, I just don't really agree that we should kind of mix and match. <laughs> I, I force. I mean, I see it as a giant shared universe. So, I mean, if if the Avengers or or the Shield agents, whatever you want to call them, happen to be in Hell's Kitchen, why couldn't they run into Daredevil? I mean, they'd have to be in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I don't know. So, I mean, because the only the way. I the only way I see characters getting together is in a movie or you know some um, setting where they're supposed to be together, like in Avengers. So what you're saying is, come 2018 when we see the Infinity Wars on film, you would be expecting to see Daredevil and everybody else on on the big or screen. See everybody and their grandma. Yep, everybody and their grandma. So, speaking of the big screen, do you think Daredevil could actually stand side by side with some of the other Avenger characters and not look out of place? I think he could. 
Tell you what, he can whoop Hawkeye's ass. <laughs> oh, I think Black I know, Widow man. could take him. <laughs> she could give him a run for his money, or Cap. If I'm not mistaken, I thought Cap. I thought Black Widow and Daredevil had a fling in the comics at one point. Why does she have to be with everybody? Because it's Black Widow. But she's meant to be with Hawkeye. No, she is. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot the whole famous picture of Daredevil slapping her ass. What? <laughs> Comics are so sexist. Oh, I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Black Widow and um and Daredevil do have a fling in the comics set numerous times, numerous points. Daredevil's pretty hot, so I don't blame her. So maybe we could see a future Scarlett Johansson uh Charlie Cox team up. We can call it Scar Cox. <laughs> no. No. Uh. Just, just no. You gotta love shipping. Stop shipping characters. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Dare widow. <laughs> Black devil. devil. Black That's devil. what I was thinking of that one. Stop it. I'm hoping to see him on the big screen. Even if it's just a cameo. A lot of fans are like begging Marvel to have him just have a small cameo in the Civil War because he did have a, uh, somewhat of an appearance in that comic book series. So fans are just begging Marvel to please have, let him have just some sort of a cameo in that movie. Everybody going to be in that movie? Yeah, they might as well just call it Marvel Civil War and well, not Captain America Civil War. I just don't want it to be uh, Dawn of Justice now. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be anything like Dawn of Justice. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> no parents. Oh, my gosh. If you were to tell your best friend in the whole wide world to watch Daredevil, what would you tell them to get them to watch the show? What do you mean, tell them? I would make them sit down and turn it on, and, like, you're going to sit here, and you're going to watch this, and you're going to like it. It's going to happen. That's kind of scary. Marcus? Um, I convinced Nate to start watching it by telling him that it was my favorite superhero TV show of all time. So, basically, you just lie to people, and you get them to do what you want them to do. No. Yeah, pretty much. I'm very manipulative. <laughs> I have these awesome hand gestures. So, what I need you to do... <laughs> I need you. Can you stop that, please? Can you please? I can't unsee that, like, ever. Uh, My eyes are burning. I need you to start watching the movie. Why are you playing with a shake weight? <laughs> All right, well, final thoughts. What, final thoughts on Daredevil? Anything you'd like to add? Anything you wish that they would have added? Marcus? Um, just more World on Fire scenes. I think it would be kind of cool to see what he sees. Okay. Katie? I'd like, I agree with Marcus that it would be nice to see more of what he sees, and I'm just ready for more. Anything that they can give us, I'm ready for. Season two, I'm hoping to see more costume, more awesome fight scenes, and maybe an Eminem, Eminem Punisher team up. What? what? <laughs> Gotta have that rap god in there, man. <laughs> this is not. Rap god, rap god. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> that wraps up this episode of the Temple of Geek Podcast. I want to thank Marcus and Katie for joining me on this episode's discussion. Stay tuned to templeofgeek.com for the next all-new episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit the TempleofGeek.com. Your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.